James, I've jumped out of airplanes. I've bungee jumped. I've got a Ducati in my garage downstairs. I can take out, rip it up anytime. You know, I've worked in businesses. You know, I want to live life at the same time. But for me, there's been no greater adventure than learning about myself and going within. It's been incredible, hence why I'm so passionate about it. And I just hope people listening to this will start to explore this and give it a go. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's a game changer. The more you learn about yourself, the more it will start to show up over time. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But it's, I'm like, wow, the world is missing out. This is Superfast Business with James Schramko. James Helping you build your business super fast. James Trapko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode 679. And today we're going to hear about a transition from big, successful entrepreneurial run right through to starting from scratch. And for that, I've brought along a special guest, Guy Lawrence. Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me, James. It's uh, truly an honor to be on your show, mate. I've, I've been listening to your podcast on and off for many years. So uh, if I can give back a little bit to you and your community today, then uh, it's a privilege. Well, that means a lot coming from you, Guy, because you've been pretty big in the podcast world yourself. You probably started at a, a pretty similar time by the look of it back in around, what, 2000? 2010, you were blogging and podcasting about superfoods. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. It was a journey. I, I kind of, I remember stepping into that line of work. It was even before that, probably 2008, where I was in the fitness industry. And I kind of hadn't got into my own business per se in the online world before. So I, was, I didn't have any scars or anything. And I was a bit naive. But I always say that naivety actually got me going because I didn't know what I was in for. So I was listening to Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek, Gary Vanderchuk, when Crusher came out, all that kind of stuff. And I just thought, oh, this makes sense. And I'll just start putting content out there. And that's what we did. And by 2000, and I think by the end of the third year, we were turning over three to four million dollars, which was quite a surprise. <laughs> well, I know Gary V was uh, really the, the master of content back then with Wine Library TV. And I was reading the four hour work week at the time, getting a little bit inspired that there could be some more leverage in my life. Although I had trouble relating to a young single guy because I had kids in a, a mortgage. So it felt like it was still a bit of a gap. And I was most definitely drawn into the idea of having a bit of a leveraged passive income and less of the constraints of my old job. And it seems like you've been through a little bit of a revolution too. I'd love you to tell me how that developed. You were early to the market in Australia with the superfood stuff. You were podcasting before podcasting was a big deal. You built up quite an audience. And then I'd love to know what happened. Yeah, for sure. In all honesty, I found that I'd kind of... The one thing that amazes me with podcasting, James, is how much you learn along the way and how many awesome people you meet and you start to see the world from a different place. I mean, that's what it was like for me. And I kept exploring more and more around health and wellness and well-being. And I was just fascinated. But I found myself starting to become misaligned as the brand grew, the success grew. And, and you know, it's a form of marketing where you, you're trying to sell a product at the end of the day, a physical product. And my heart wasn't in it anymore. And I was in a partnership and I was kind of felt trapped and stuck to a degree. And I wanted to explore the work that I was doing now. So I made a very conscious decision in back who about two years ago to, you know, had a good chat, my business partner, and, and we decided to go our separate ways and he was going to take over the business and I sold out and I wanted to really be aligned with my heart 
uh, to be honest with you, because I remember even before 2010, not listening to that and getting myself into trouble. So I thought if I do this again, then I'm going to make some major mistakes in my life. So that's what kind of sparked the instigation. And uh, and like I was saying to you before, it was a real, it was hard letting go because I think we'd had 3 million downloads on the podcast. You know, we'd built up a social media following, but it was under the brand. So to walk away from that, uh, I had to actually practice what I preach around the work I teach now. So there was this real polarity that was starting to happen in my own life uh, with this work that I do. And But the thought of going back to ground zero and, and starting again really excited me at the same time. So that's when I started to look around thinking, hmm, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get this untangible message out there and make it tangible for people and create a culture around it, which is what I really wanted to do. And we'll get into your message in just a moment. I want to just uh, reiterate the idea about the podcast is so true that you do learn a lot by the time I've racked up the amount of podcast episodes that I have, I've been able to learn from great people in all walks of life, very different aspects. And when I started podcasting, although my very first episode was quite educational for me with John Carlton, a lot of the other episodes, I was probably creating content for the purpose of creating content to draw customers so that I could sell things. But as time passed on and I realized that podcasting was going to be a core business philosophy for me, I started to get more interested in finding the story in the guests that I was speaking with. And I wanted to share things they'd never shared anywhere else. And I wanted to dig up really interesting things. And I, it led me to some series with founders like Clay Collins before he was famous and to, to watch him develop and even starting a podcast with uh, a guy no one had ever heard of called Ezra Firestone, who then went on to become quite a big deal in the e-commerce space. So you know that it's true that the big oak trees come from the tiny little acorns and uh, it has been a rewarding thing and some of the things I've learned especially around health and fitness and mindset the series that came just before this podcast with Anita Chaperon went through a lot of those sort of elements and reflecting on each one of those episodes is how it's literally changed my life everything from how I eat to sleep to move to meditate to surfing all changed because of the podcasting and that's if you put aside any of the business stuff so that's a tremendous discovery. And, you know, when you talk about starting from scratch, it's probably one of the age-old questions entrepreneurs get asked is, if you had to start again from scratch, what would you do? And I've been asked that question dozens of times, and I've seen that question asked a lot. And I think also at the high level, some business owners are creating businesses they don't absolutely love. They start out innocently. They're quite good at something, and then yeah. they add a couple of things here and there, and they get a few more people in the team, and then they put a few more products on, and then they sometimes they get an office and then staff, and then they go into international markets. And then before you know it, they don't own the business. The business owns them, and it's got them by the balls. And they've created a nightmare for themselves. And I have had more than a few people in my highest level group say, gosh, I wish I could just start from scratch because I'm not happy with what I've created. And that's, you know, often when they bring me in to help them restructure and reorganize. But instead of asking a hypothetical guy of what you would do if you got to start from scratch, I'd love to know what you did do when you started from scratch. So you've handed over a 3 million podcast download audience. You've handed over your social media profiles. You literally have a clean slate. I imagine as it would have been exhilarating and frightening at the same time. And it allowed you to reflect on, okay, of all the things you've learned along the way, what things would you redo and start, you know, and which things would you get rid of? Because I think that's going to be 
really instructive for someone listening to this who's in that decision-making process, whether they're just starting out or maybe they've got a bit of momentum and recognize that things aren't quite right. What do you think the classic things would be that you've done from scratch that worked out really well for you that you'd want to pass on to someone else? Yeah, I love this question. And um, and it's certainly something I give a lot of thought to in the process. And, and I, I think there were two things in mind. There were I got very clear on what I wanted my end goal to look like, which was actually impact people in three to five day retreats. Okay. But I knew that was a long term vision. So I was very clear on my end goal. But then rewinding it all the way back, I was very clear on what I didn't want to do anymore as well, which was for me was actually have a physical product. And most of our energy was constantly creating content, pushing content out there, and then driving it into sales. And of course, social media and everything, the game changed over the many years from when it was organic and easy to reach people without paying. And actually dealing with fulfillment and customer service and packages getting lost and all those sort of things come with it. I really wanted to move from that and actually go into a teaching role and educate people. And I knew that if I was to create a culture, I could use the skills I'd learned to create a digital product. But not only that, try and humanize it and create a connection. And the last thing I wanted to do was create a product that people just buy and forget and never use the thing either. And from there, I was then looking at, well, how do I create, start to create a culture where I can bring like-minded people together to come together in a place where they could start to connect and talk about this conversation, which I haven't even got into what I actually do yet. But then from there, build that culture and then start to be able to take a community of people deeper into the work I do. And essentially, the work I do is help people bridge the gap from, you could say, from a neuro perspective, from a, a mental side of things, from the life they live to the more the life their heart wants to live and starting to honor and listen to that. And I use meditation and the language of neuroscience to help break that down for people. And again, I didn't know anyone that was doing it in a membership format, James. And I'd been listening to your podcast on and off for years, like I said, and really felt you were walking your talk. And I started to look at all these things. And I was only familiar with ClickFunnels at the time because we were using it as a selling for my last company for the supplement. But I knew that wasn't going to be a, a sustainable platform for a membership. And that's when I started looking around and came across 10X Pro. And, you know, I'd spoke to John as well, loved that guy and what he represents. And um, I kind of just was able to, I guess, use the wisdom of what I learned from the past to, to see things in my mind that that made sense and just keep it simple. And I went from there. I literally just started started again. Well, I think that's really the way to do it is like you first decide what you wanted and then you have to figure out a way to bring that to the market and put it into usable language that they can actually relate to. So the way I see it is you've gone from the wellness and fitness market with superfoods and a strong content machine and then you've gone more into the human behavior side of things and you discovered that people tend to limit themselves, they self-sabotage and you wanted to help them rewire their nervous system so that they can self-regulate and have more love and appreciation and gratitude and less stress, a better life. And you've been able to find a platform that lets you express that both in the top part, the front end part where you have to actually communicate that to a client, which is where probably ClickFunnels would have been strong is the actual pages and the way they're linked together and the sequences at the front end of it and collecting the money. And 10X Pro does that. And then there's the delivery part, which is, as you said, and it's such a critical thing. And I think it's actually quite rare. You want people 
to consume your product. You want them to get the result because you're heart-centered and you actually have love and appreciation for your clients. And I think that's what you probably picked up from me. I actually care about the people that I work with and the results they get. I wear that emotionally and I want them to succeed. Sometimes it seems even more than they do. And, you know, while we're here, I want to make sure I get some tips from you on how we can avoid limiting ourselves and self-sabotaging. But I think it's good that you've chosen a platform that helps you deal with the front end of the puzzle and then the back end of the puzzle and you just plug in an autoresponder of your choice or email database of your choice. Which one did you choose, by the way? I use Active Campaign. Right. Very popular in our community, Active Campaign. And it's been wonderful. It was the first because I was using MailChimp for many years with my last company. And John was like, nope, switch to Active Campaign. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. I wasn't questioning it either. I was trusting some of the advice I was getting in because I was seeing the results from the other end as well, which I think is a really important point as well. And to have that integration and the simplicity of it, you know, because at the end of the day, my passion is teaching this work, but I've had to learn the skill set obviously from an online space over the years just bootstraps and all and i try not to keep it too complicated i really do and i found sometimes we can be our own worst enemy from the complexity of things and uh, i i genuinely love active campaign i gotta be honest yeah i've had great feedback on it it allows the segmentation that is more advanced than some of the simpler crms it's in the top two or three that i hear about all the time I like that you chose this platform because you wanted to keep it simple. And yes, people tend to want to complicate stuff. And uh, it's like it actually solves all the problems that you need. Have you found that it was fairly easy to set up and get going in the beginning? Yeah, 100%. And I'm not just saying this lightly. Like, you know, it literally is plug, put your pieces in. Once I understood how to, you know, have an active campaign tag come in, which are the important things for me, tracking what's actually going on. You know, you just follow the steps. It's not that hard. But the one thing that's really surprised me with using the software is, and I really wanted to make a point of mentioning this today, was the customer support. Because I don't know what John's done to his team, but they're on to it. Like literally half the time within half an hour, I send an email. I get a very detailed reply back <laughs> quite often, which is huge, especially when you're like me. There's only me and a VA. And at the moment, I'm trading in the VA where on my content. And so I'm still handling the build side of things. And just to, to keep that momentum and that flow going, if I want to tweak or I don't fully understand something, they're onto it. So that's why I'm happy to come on and talk about it. I would certainly recommend it to anyone. When it comes to passion, John is off the scale for um, his commitment and focus on this. And I speak to John every single week. It's no secret. I've been helping John grow his business because I like the platform and I like John. We met on the Maldives Mastermind years ago and we now surf together every year. And I've really got to know him. But what we have done from a business development point of view is we open up our laptops and sit beside each other. And I share with him everything I know about running a successful membership. And then he develops it into the platform. So he's got that R&D angle from someone in the trenches, but he's also got a really good brain for marketing and technology and a really serious commitment to discipline and honesty and his values are very strong. And if you've ever watched any of the little videos we publish on a regular basis, he sometimes his you know, passion comes out. Little things will frustrate him if they're not just right. You know, he'll build a team around him that he deserves and a team who can keep pace with him and deliver. And that's what I like. And you know what? A trend that I've noticed, having 
having met plenty of 10X Pro clients now because they're in my community at Superfast Business, mm-hmm. is they're good people. He's attracting good customers who have good products and who have been frustrated with the other solutions out there and they're getting the results. And that's why it's actually not hard to find people who are willing to come along and talk about the product, but also to share their story. And I think the big story here is you've gone from a serious level enterprise sort of business of, maybe not enterprise, but like serious small business in Australia, they'd call it. Multiple millions is still a small business, but you've got all the tools and things. I'm sure your tools cost per month would have been in the thousands as it is for any business in the millions of dollars of revenue. And here you are with a piece of software and a CRM system and one VA, and you're able to run an information business using the ideas and knowledge that you've gathered, but without having all the infrastructure and bureaucracy and clunkiness of having to glue everything together. Yeah. And it's massive. And you know, James, if I hadn't had gone through what I had gone through in the past first, I don't know how much I would fully appreciate what I'm actually have in my hands. So I'm glad I kind of got the scars on my back to a degree. That's the single biggest comment John makes that people don't actually realize how good the system is because they haven't got context. And, you know, we have been attracting plenty of people who it's their first time with this kind of tool and they don't actually realize how capable it is because it does so many things so well. It's actually quite rare. Yeah. So that being said, and I really appreciate those kind words and I'm sure John will be glowing whenever he hears this podcast. (laughs) Would you recommend that tool for someone else? Totally. Absolutely. I, I mean, I get people asking me now, especially from people I have in my circles and they've seen the, you know, the transition I've made into what I'm doing now and, and building a, an online membership community as well off the back of that. It's quite often that people are coming in, well, what do you use and why do you use it? And I literally break down the things like I'm talking about today. And the fact that that is taken care of is a massive stress out of my life, hands down. Like, I don't think I could uh, urge anyone enough to say, check it out, look at these things and see what it's doing. And what I'm finding as well, as I've been using it now for probably about 12 months, I'm still learning some of the things it can do. So it's only my own self getting in my own way of not actually maximizing what it can do anyway. And they can be subtle at first, but over time, they actually make a great big difference, you know, uh, bringing new customers into your world, full stop. Oh, I mean, it's like, and he adds things when people ask for it. So, you know, it does hyper advanced stuff like allowing you to embed different remarketing code in different places of the funnel to communicate a different message, for example, like really seriously cool stuff, Mm. which I won't bog down. (laughs) But while I've got you, Guy, I'd love it if you'd be able to share some of your thoughts around human behavior, if you're open to it. Sure. you know, I'd say a good chunk of the work I do with the, the people I'm coaching from a, you know, initially a business connection has to do with mindset, especially around removing limitations and blockages. And I do see people say some funny things like they don't have time or they're not comfortable taking the business to the next level. So it could be classified as some kind of self-sabotage or they don't go and get customers because they haven't got capacity to deliver it and they haven't figured out a mind frame to allow for that change. How do you help people self-regulate and start to turn that nervous system from a stressful system into one of appreciation, love and gratitude? Yeah, well, I think you just nailed it right there. We've got what's called the autonomic nervous system. And this fight or flight, rest or repair, parasympathetic. And, you know, they're like a counterbalance. And the reality is, I mean, I was only on a podcast a few months back discussing the stats in America. I think it was that 80% of health issues are stress related now. They can stem back to the way we're stressed. And if you keep firing your nervous system in the same way every single day, that becomes your familiar reality. So your nervous system is like the filter between 
the information, the way you perceive the world that comes in through your senses to the signal you're actually sending every single cell in your body. And if that nervous system is continually doing that, then that's the familiar state that you have recognized and conditioned your body to over a lifetime. Now think about that for a moment. So the moment you step outside of that in any shape or form, then that becomes an unknown. And if we're in an unknown, we generally stick to the things that are known or familiar in our life. And the unknown can equal bad, it can equal, we put always tend to put worst case scenario upon it. And the, most of us are not even aware that we're living that way. So we're often running from the subconscious. So unless we start to become aware of these things and start to address the way our subconscious behavior is coming up, then change will never happen. And we tend to stick to do the same things that we're doing all the time. I think this one of the stats is by the time you're 35 years old, you're 95% running on a set of automated beliefs, programs and habits that you've gained your whole life. And what do most people do when they get to 35, 40? They just stick to the same thing. And then um, atrophy, you know, decline can actually start to speed up <laughs> in all sorts, including our mental health. So it's really important that we start to really come back. And the key is you've got to want to do this work. But if you're willing to start looking at and re-regulating the nervous system, and there are so many ways you can start to do it over time, then your body starts to become conditioned in another way. And if you can really train that body to get into the parasympathetic, into that rest and repair more often, it really starts to send different signals to the body in different ways. And at the end of the day, every emotion you have has to produce a hormone to create a feeling. So you can start to influence the endocrine system and start producing more hormones that actually are not in a stress response, but in more of a happiness, joy, love, appreciation place. And then you start to see the lens of the world differently from that place as you practice that over time, because you start retraining new receptors that will allow you to become more familiar with those states. And once you start seeing the world differently and you see your situation differently, you start to start living from the present moment. And when you can start to do that, you will then start to see more opportunity instead of obstacle. Like, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of information coming in. I think it's like millions and millions of bits of information at any one time. But we can only filter it down to like less than 2,000 bits of information. So we're always going to focus on the way we're actually feeling at the time. And that's a biased filter of what's actually going on. So quite often we don't see things that are true. We just see things that are true to us, <laughs> which is a very different situation. And once I believe, once you start to take control of that and start to learn that and understand that, but more importantly, embody it, then you can start to really facilitate true change in your life. And I think it's crucial, especially for the work that we do, James. Yeah. So I guess uh, some people are walking around in a trance and maybe haven't given it too much thought. And then there's other people who are more, would you say, enlightened or aware that they have the ability to change their state and they're actively working on that to improve? Yes. So that's what this all comes down to about. It's about generating more awareness of, around things that you might not have been aware before. So, And then as we start to bring a more awareness on it, we can then start to facilitate that change. So there's a term in, in that I love to use and as neuroscience term, it's called metacognition. And metacognition is probably the most important thing that anyone could ever really learn and understand. And what that word means is becoming the observer, the observer of self. So the fact that you can think about your thinking, because ultimately at the end of the day, we're not our thoughts and we're not our feelings. There's a part of us that can observe that actually what's going on. And once we start to understand that thoughts that generate feelings and feelings will generate thoughts equals the feeling and we can get caught in these loops and these states of being, 
which of course can influence the choices we make moment to moment, whether we reach out to poor food choices or decide to sit on the couch instead of going exercising. There are so many things. And as we start to learn and observe that and practice that, and that's where a meditation practice can come into that because you're then starting to learn that skill in a safe environment before you know the world gets busy and stuff goes down in your day and get all sorts of problems happening. That skill becomes quite incredible. And the best way to learn that is instead of constantly looking out of the world and perceiving the world through your five senses, which we've conditioned ourselves to do our whole lives, we kind of taking those sensories off ourselves for a moment and turning our awareness inward. And then we can start to grow a relationship with the body. And that's when we start to notice these emotions. And that's when we started to notice these feelings, these automated patterns, and they start to show up. And then you can start watching yourself like a third party person going, oh my God, did I do that today? You know, and that when we can start to interrupt that and then create the change. I mean, it can go, it goes a lot deeper than that, but that's it in a nutshell. It's really quite fascinating as you're saying that. I feel like I often observe myself, but in the moment that I'm actually processing in real time the way that I'm thinking about something or, or what I'm doing. It's like I'm having a chat with myself about it and making decisions. I don't know if that's somehow related, but totally. I'm wondering how do you develop that skill beyond the meditation? What else can you do? Uh, you can use breath. So actually consciously breathing is huge. You know, most of us actually breathe from the chest and breathe through our mouths. And uh, there's a lot of studies reporting actually breathing through the nasal passage and into the diaphragm and actually having deep conscious breaths. I mean, you know, we can only survive two minutes without breath. <laughs> like it's not very long where food and water we can go for without days. So it's a real crucial component. And actually by just learning to breathe properly can get us out of anxiety states. I mean, there's a reason why they teach the Marines breath work, especially when they're going into battle and being able to control the nervous system more. So even the breath alone, you can do that. You can stimulate yourself using cold exposure or heat exposure, which starts to get into internal systems of the nervous system. So you can start to influence them that way. I mean, think about it. As anyone, I'm sure any people relate listening to this have gone on holiday and then they've got sick a few days in because they've given their the body permission to wind down and stop for a moment. And that's you. I think it's a massive phenomenon of yeah. people who, when they leave, they get sick. Gosh, the breath thing is so powerful. I've been reading that stuff too. I'm interested in what you said about the deep breath though because some of the research I've seen when it's talking about switching to breathing through your nose, it says that people overbreathe and they breathe too much and they're inefficient and that we should have shallower breaths, you know, in day-to-day -day existence. Yeah, so you're probably thinking more into boutique breathing. We'll talk about that as well. I think breath, there's two forms of breathing. So there's breathing unconsciously through the day where we're just breathing shallow. Uh, I've trained myself to breathe through my nose and minimal breath, but then there's conscious breathing at particular times. Gotcha. And then there's surf breathing where it's like open the biggest, the mouth and go as deep as you possibly can in between getting held under to store oxygen in your body exactly exactly yeah i've done a lot of research on the breath in the last few years and i believe it's had a profound difference in someone who was an asthmatic all through childhood as well it's good to actually turn on the body's natural filter and it also helps for sleeping i've found yeah totally because all you're doing is stimulating the system it's it's a bit like saying um yeah i love keeping myself fit but if you tried keeping yourself fit all day by running all day, you're going to burn out. Mm. You know, so what we're trying to do is stress the system slightly because you don't get fitter by working out. You get fitter from recovering from working out. Yeah. 
rebuilding the torn muscles. Exactly. So it's it's the rebuilding phase. It's the same as intermittent fasting. You know, when you're stressing the body, that's when the, the magic afterwards starts to happen. Are you doing the ice bath things then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ice bath once a week consistently. I have done for about four. I walk down the street in winter and bare feet and dive into the icy cold water. It's like, oh, beautiful. You know, I would not have done that five years ago. Yeah. I've definitely become more disciplined and stoic and I embrace the discomfort and the challenge of it. And then when I've finished my serve, I'm like all warm and cozy. My wetsuit's heated up. I've been active. I've done three or four kilometers of paddling and uh, come back deeply satisfied having had some, you know, terrifying drops. And <laughs> like literally yesterday, the waves were very big here and I got kind of washed around the point a bit near the rocks, much closer than I've ever been. On my GPS watch where it tracks it, it looks like I'm on the rocks. And, you know, I just took a calm approach about it, managed my breathing waited in between the sets to paddle across and just gently duck dive each time the foam came and I turned it instead of a terrifying dunking I turned it into a terrific tantalizing spa bath Amazing. and then uh, eventually made my way back around the point into safety and then came in it took me about 15 minutes but that seemed like a lifetime but by managing that fear and controlling my breathing and understanding my worst case scenario was that I'm going to end up on the rocks in which case I'll just try and hop up onto a rock as quick quickly as possible but you know it's, it is that sort of daily reset or pushing of the boundaries a bit that makes everyday life in between like extremely manageable and I feel like I had the same effect when I went skydiving a couple of times oh. and when I received an award for being the top salesperson up in front of a stage in front of all my peers you know those little moments push the bar higher on what you can cope with and then everyday stuff's a walk in the park exactly exactly they've supported me in so many endeavors in just business as well you know all the way to public speaking and holding workshops and then taking retreats and i think it's it's crucial if we if we're not willing to challenge our edge but you know do it in a safe way of course then that's where the truth growth lies there's no doubt about it and um you know i i want to give something people to ponder on about this as well you know james i've jumped out of airplanes i've bungee jumped i've got a ducati in my garage downstairs i can take out rip it up anytime and you know, I've worked in businesses, like I've looked at, you know, I want to live life at the same time. But for me, there's been no greater adventure than learning about myself and going within. It's been incredible, hence why I'm so passionate about it. And I just hope people listening to this will start to explore this and give it a go. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's a game changer. The more you learn about yourself, the more it will start to show up over time. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But it's i'm like wow the world is missing out well i'm glad the world's got this podcast to listen to (laughs) exploring human behavior and you know also being able to unleash your human potential on the internet with the help of a great tool like 10x pro so guy um, what's your sort of final piece of advice or wisdom tidbit that we can end our show on because you've been so generous and i'm really inspired like i'm smiling listening to this podcast it's giving me some more understanding as to what's happening in my own life and i'm sure it's helpful for someone who might be stuck or encountering an artificial limit on their performance so how are we going to leave this one yeah well the first thing that came to my mind or i should say my heart that has never let me down is that i always honor and follow my heart even though it doesn't make rational sense half the time. And that's something I, I've learned to lean in and trust more and more and more. 
And as I do that, I would encourage everyone else to do that too, because you'll be amazed once you start to let the ego subside a little bit and start to tap into your true self and what wants to come through you. If you can then start to express that through your business model, with the people you interact, the way you live your life on a daily basis, that's when we start to really start to, I believe, live more from joy, happiness, and appreciation than from those stressful states. If I can do this, anyone can do this. I promise you, but you've just got to have the courage to listen to that, but act upon it too, you know? That's a, such a great message. I bet you're a hugger. I am a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> well, sending you a digital hug. Thank you, Guy. This has been great. You've got information at guylawrence.com.au. People can check out and see and start that journey and go through it. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that resource there as a thank you for coming along and sharing. And uh, I love what you're doing. And I look forward to charting your journey wherever your heart takes you over the next few years. It's going to be really epic, I'm sure. Thank you, James. Really appreciate it. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com. Thank you.